we started this series last week, and I said a little bit uh, that I wanted to share some of my favorite things with you. Uh, we kind of introduced the Chick-fil-A fries tonight. I got to be honest, who was here Sunday night for the, so the little kids play that happened Sunday night? Yeah. Um, I, so that Chick-fil-A fries song, I had really never heard before uh, Sunday night. And uh, I know it happened at Pine Cove. I wasn't here or whatever, or there. But my, my point is, I have been stuck on that song all week long. Me and Dimitri were just like, dun, 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 dun. I guarantee you'll be like going to first period tomorrow and be like, fries. <laughs> You're just kind of like glide in the room. Um, it's catchy, man. It's catchy. Uh, more of that. Moncher said she was writing Christian lyrics for it. So like, you might see it just show back up at, at Fuse one night. So, wake up in the I don't know the songs. Okay, it's a brand new song. It's just got wrote tonight. Okay, so anyway, um, I love to share my favorite things with you guys. I love to celebrate Christmas with you guys. Um, one of the things I told you about last week was this, um, this video that Jimmy Kimmel uh, had parents shoot where they intentionally give their kids bad presents. And I haven't seen you guys laugh that hard in so long. And so I just thought, what better than just to give you part two, right? Um, so go ahead and roll that. Go ahead and roll it. Yeah. Here's your one present you get to open for Christmas. Merry Christmas! Keeps your armpits smelling good. She's gonna get here. Are you happy? Do you like your Christmas present? I am. <laughs> what? What is it? Well, why'd you throw it on the floor? It's a Barbie! You broke my heart. Hold it up. Oh, it's a 3DS! 
And Mr. Potato Head! That's what she wanted for Christmas. No, a 3DS game! This is a movie that we get used up today. What? It's so weird that you give us the award. I'm going to do this away. That's what she wanted, Sean. You gave me the board to stop. And you guys are studying the worst. <laughs> I would just like to say if any parents are listening out there and they want to give their parent their give their kids and a bad gift on a potato if you opened a potato you need to like work on your reaction right now like if you open a potato on Christmas morning uh, so great so great yeah <laughs> love you up for a testimony next week okay um, last week we said that sometimes Christmas doesn't exactly go the way we want. Sometimes life doesn't go the way we want. And sometimes we kind of experience these surprises and we don't know exactly what to do. And jokes aside, sometimes when life kind of throws us a curveball, um, we react poorly. Uh, and so as I, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about how Christmas, uh, Christmas and really a relationship with Jesus uh, is something that is is personal, but before it's personal, uh, it's just kind of like it's just kind of gifts and it's traditions and all that. And the traditions are great, right? The tradi- Some of you would say, like, listen, if there w- if there was no uh, Jesus tied to Christmas and it was just kind of traditions and lights and trees and gifts, it would still be great. And sometimes a lot of us end up making Christmas about those things a lot more than it's about Jesus. And let me kind of let you off the hook a little bit because as I was thinking about, I didn't, I didn't actually know that we're going to sing some of these songs. In fact, Ever, can you go ahead and come on up? Um, I did not know that we we're going to sing some of these songs. And there was a song, I'm having a weird echo up here. Um, there's, a, there's a song that we sang, uh, Here I Come to Worship. And um, that's a song that may sound new to you. It's not new at all. You can come grab a mic or whatever, whatever speech mic or whatever works best. Um, I did, so it, it's funny, it kind of took me out of Fuse and it put me back in youth group where I was literally like your age in youth group singing that song and because uh, that's kind of when it came out, that's when it was written. And I just got to be honest, sometimes I didn't know what Christmas was really all about or more specifically, yeah, can y'all chill at the back table? Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Um, so uh, I didn't know what like Christianity was all about. It was just kind of like, it was just kind of a thing that people did. I would watch people raise their hands in worship. I'd be like, I just don't get why they're doing that. I would watch people talk about their relationship with Jesus like it was, it was super matter to them. And I just didn't get it. Uh, and so I, I, there was all these different times where I kind of was confused. Um, and here's what I want to talk about tonight. Um, in fact, come on, come on up. Let's, can we give, give let's give Ever a hand. Oh, he doesn't nervous. know what he's doing. I'm he doesn't. Scared. He has no idea what he's doing. I'm I wanted to interview scared. you about something specifically that you got to, you got to experience in okay. a personal way that you can tell a story that probably none of us in this room has anyone ever been to Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Um, have you been to Las Vegas in the last like six months to a year? 
Okay, really, Jacob? Okay, have you seen the sphere? You do. Who knows what the sphere is? Okay, awesome. Look at you guys. When you describe it like a ball, um, that's like way underselling it. So Eber was actually in Las Vegas, what, like a month ago or like uh, less yeah, than? like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. And the sphere, uh, so I, 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 I have a picture to show you. This is kind of what it looks like. Um, so here's, I don't, I have no idea how to describe this to you. So I'll just say this. The sphere is a, an arena and it's, it's a sphere. Um, do you have any stats? I should have brought stats. I thought about this illustration like 20 minutes ago. So, I mean, I know it holds like 18,000 people inside and all the exterior is completely led wall. Yeah. And all the inside has like this crazy, it's basically all led inside as well. Right. So So they can project whatever they want. Yeah. That's why it looks like inside and the outside. So that's, that's why why there's a giant eyeball or a basketball for, is the, uh, is the in-season tournament happening in Vegas? Is that what that is? Or is that everywhere? Well, that was for the summer G League, but yeah, the in-season tournament is happening right now. Okay. And at night, it's like this yellow emoji that moves around, like all around. It's really cool. Yeah. So Jacob, you've seen it. You've seen, that's awesome. Okay. So I have only seen it in pictures. Um, you actually, what, what did you, can you just describe your experience? Like, yeah. why, why did you go? I went to go to the Sphere. I went to go see, uh, right now, a band called U2 is playing it. Which, who's heard of U2? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, awesome, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're doing like a whole year worth of concerts. So like every day they have a concert inside the Sphere. And so I went to go see U2 inside so can the you, Sphere. Can you just, I, I didn't warn him. Can you just like describe? Sure. Anything you want about the experience. It's nuts. That's just crazy. It's like one of it. It's one of one in the world. It's one of a kind. Like there's nothing else like it in the world, really. Um, so it's like first generation anything. And so you go in there and you're just like immersed in, you're like inside a massive TV. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in there and you're sitting and the band's playing, but like you just look everywhere and you're just like everywhere. What, you look, everywhere. Screen, yeah. yeah. So like there's this, there was every song had a different graphic. So there's some graphics that like you're out in like Joshua Tree, the desert or whatever. And then there's another one where you're like in the middle of the ocean and this boat's burning. But like you're just looking everywhere, up, down, side to side. And it's just like you're in there. Yeah. So it's crazy. And also um, it's a music theater. So it's like the sound is amazing. It's just, it's, yeah, it's pretty incredible. So, so would you say that if you, so I've seen like videos online uh-huh. of what it's like to be in there. And you're looking at it and you're like, wow, that's really crazy. Does it do a justice at all? No, no. You have to, especially like when we first got there, because it's massive. So you're driving down the street, and you, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Do we know how tall it is? I, we'll I'm, look up stats later. Yeah. During the day, uh, depending on what graphics are on, uh, it looks cool. But at night, it's just totally different thing. It's kind of like if you if you take a TV outside and you try to look at it, it looks cool. But, like, there might be some, some blurriness and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But at night... It's just incredible. Like, Which Las Vegas is already, it's literally, exactly. the, literally the city of lights. Like it's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's lights up the whole city. It does. But like now, like for example, when you're flying in, it's just like the sphere and then the strip, you know? So it's, That's crazy. it's pretty crazy. Okay. Thank you for explaining yeah. that to us. I appreciate it. Just give her a hand. Okay. So, um, the reason, the reason I had him do that for us is because, uh, he told me about it and then I was like, man, tell me all about it. 
And then as he was explaining it, isn't the explanation kind of like, man, that's really crazy. I have no idea what to expect out of this thing. And sometimes you explain, have you ever explained something to someone and they're like, uh, cool. And you're like, no, no, no. And then you like, say you say something like you just had to be there or, or whatever. Sometimes I, I will take a picture. Like the other day there was a really great sunset. And sometimes I'll take pictures with my phone, which phones, great camera, all this kind of stuff. And then you look at it and you're kind of like, it really doesn't do it justice. It's just a picture. It's like, okay, it's blues and oranges and yellows. And sometimes, you know, but if you're looking at that sunset, you're like, wow, look at that. Uh, sometimes if you go like, so some of you went on uh, like our Montana mission trip that happens kind of like around Labor Day. Um, I imagine, so I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures of like Yellowstone uh, and, and all that, but you can't, huh? Glacier, same thing, National Park. <laughs> See, I don't even know. So like if you explain it to me, you're like, man, there's mountains and it's just, it's beautiful and the weather and just like, and, and I, I'm like, so trees and mountains, cool, you know? But like if you go, it's like, holy moly. Like you look at the scenery, everyone keeps telling, like, man, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go see it for yourself. And that for me perfectly sums up Christianity when you're talking to someone who has experienced like Jesus and you never have. Or when you're, you're in these Christmas services and you're like, okay, I get it. Like manger and uh, angels and shepherds, ta-da, like congratulations. It's amazing. Like I get it. It's, it's a big special story. And I think the thing is, is that we don't realize how special Jesus is until, until we think of it this way. Let me pose a question to you. I got to kind of move fast, but I just want, I don't know like, you know, answers or whatever. Um, picture life where there is, there is no Jesus. There is no heaven. Like we are, we are born, we live and we die. And when you die, you just are buried and nothing happens. You have confirmation. There's no afterlife. Nothing really matters. There's no morality. It's just, if you're lucky enough to be born, however we got here, right? That there's just no Jesus. What does that do to like your value system of what you believe? What does it do? I tell for me, if I can just tell you, I just kind of want you to think about it for a second. What it does to me is all of a sudden, all the value gets sucked out of life. It's like, so there's no purpose. There's no meaning. It's all an accident. It's all just a joke. It's all like I live and then I die and then poof and then and there's nothing. And with the story of Jesus, we have this story of eternity. We have this story of a God, a creator who loves us and who's like really has the, the biggest act of love of all humanity, of all history in sending his son to die for us. And that's what we're celebrating in Christmas. When I think about it, and I think about Mary's part in it all, last week, last week I'll just kind of breeze through kind of the recap of the verses. We, we basically said, we got Mary who's pregnant, who's riding on a donkey, that's bad enough, right? That is bad enough. If you're pregnant and riding a donkey, not a good situation. Trying to find a place to uh, sleep, eventually have a child, and there's no vacancy, there's no place, right, for, for them to go. So they land in a barn. Things just got ultimately worse. 
Not to mention, there's lots of whispers and stuff like that because she's had like all these, uh, she's had, well, she's had this miraculous conception of the son of God that she's carrying this baby. And so like life for, for Mary is, is crazy. I would dare say that life for her was not going the way she planned it. And, and we talked uh, about the first seven verses of Luke 2 last week. I just want to point you to verses 16 through 19 really quickly. As I think about like experiencing Jesus, um, experiencing Christianity, really like learning it and really kind of like it being a part of our lives, uh, we see in verse 16 that, the, so this, this is, happens to shepherds. The shepherds hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message that they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Now, what's interesting, right, is that there's been years and years and years of prophecies. And even leading up to this, there's been 400 years of silence where there wasn't any prophecy. And people were starting probably like, did God give up on us? Did, is God, is he mad at us? Did, did he forget about us? And then he breaks the silence with this, this cry of a child. And then verse 19 shows up and it just does everything for me for this story. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. So imagine, imagine going through all the whispers, all of the, the kind of the rumors and all that of she cheated on uh, Joseph and she shouldn't be, but Joseph decides to stay with Mary after he's been visited by an angel. There's all these landmarks to show that they're just being faithful as much as possible, but like, it's weird, right? They're experiencing this, this weird lifestyle, but they're experiencing it. And then after all of the difficulty, right, the baby's born, and then we see like the shepherds, the wise men, all these things are kind of, there's a star, right? There's these angels, right? The heavenly host and all this is happening around them. And, and what happens is Mary has this little moment. Verse 19 means something to me because for me, she had her life rocked when she got pregnant with the son of God, miraculously, and her life was not going so great. Sometimes our life is not going so great. And then God shows up in the middle of it and what does she do? She treasures these things up in her heart and she meditates on them. It makes me wonder what it would be like for all of you to just on your own individually pursue your relationship with Jesus in an intentional way this month. Like, I know some of you are like, hey, listen, I'm not doing that right now. I've got finals, busy, Christmas parties, all this kind of, I get it, I get it. What if you took five, 10 minutes a day, like you wake up, and you kind of get yourself ready for school or whatever the day has for you. And you're like, Lord, I just kind of, I want to read some scripture here. I'm going to read the Christmas story, Luke chapter two. And I just want to treasure these things up. You've, you've rescued us. If you want, if you want to go extra, extra, like extra credit level, talk to someone who has experienced Jesus and ask them why Christmas means something to them. Talk to, if you've got parents who are Christians, ask them. If you've got a small group leader, maybe Sunday morning, like one of our hub volunteers, ask them. If you've got church members, family members that you love, maybe it's a friend in school, like ask them why Christmas means something to them. Because I, I know what it's like to be sitting in youth group or sitting at home and like sometimes we're reading the Bible, it's like, man, I just don't get why this story means all that much. It's just a holiday. It's just presents. It's just traditions. It's just... Whatever. Here's what I want to challenge you. 
Mary didn't see it that way. She treasured these things up and she meditated on them. I would just say this, Christianity, Jesus, all of it, the Christmas story is meant to be experienced and not just explained. If, if Ebra's up here explaining the sphere to you, like, I'm going to go think about other things tonight. It's like, I'm not going to be like amazed. I'm not going to treasure up what someone explained to me. If someone has like explained Christianity to you, they love you. But you know what? When you experience it, when you actually like really dive in, you say like, God, I really want to experience you. And you spend time in his word, you spend time in prayer, and you really intentionally go after Jesus. That experience, I'm going to tell you, will change your life. Will ch- it'll turn everything on its head. When I experienced Jesus in a real way, everything changed, right? Old, new, right? It's everything changed. And so I just want to challenge you. If you're out there and you're like, I mean, cool Christmas, hot cocoa, presents, cool, what's on to the next thing. I get it. And I want you to know, like, there's no judgment coming from me because I know what it's like to feel like, man, I just don't get why this is so special. I'm not even sure I really believe in this. Hey, I get it. You're always welcome here. I just want to challenge you. Take a step. Take a step and investigate. I, can I promise something to you? I don't promise much. This is a black and white promise. If you experience God in a real way, you will never be the same. Are you listening to me? If you experience God in a real way, you will never be the same. And you can tell who's experienced God in a real, who's really surrendered their life to him, who's really kind of pushed into a relationship. You can tell because they're a little, right? They're a little weird. They're a little, because you know, here's the deal. They're like, I'm not from this world. Like, so I'm not, I'm not this world's ways, this world's patterns, any of that. Like, I'm not from here anymore. Like, I am a citizen of heaven. I do what he says. He's my authority. And so we start to look like off our rocker a little bit. And when the songs are happening here on a Sunday morning and someone's like got tears, right, running down their face and they've got hands, it's because they have been changed by God. I just want to challenge you and I want to promise you, if you experience Jesus in a real way, and you know what I love about that? It's the last thing I'll say, and then I'll pray. The book of James says, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. It's just a promise. If you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So I dare, I dare you. I dare you. Take it seriously. I dare you. Ask somebody who's experienced Jesus, in a real way. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for not leaving us here on our own. Thank you for not creating us and then walking away. Thank you for not rejecting us when we are obviously kind of living our own lives, making our own choices that don't align with you. But thank you for your mercy and your love and your compassion and your forgiveness. Thank you for your son's sacrifice where we celebrate the birth and there's something special about the birth but the birth leads to this death and resurrection i thank you for sending your son in such an unusual way but thank you for sending your son lord we love you and it's in your name i pray